Hi, everybody. We're Mike and Jennifer Wendland, and this is episode 358 of the RV Podcast. And in this episode, you're going to meet a whole bunch of RVers who are going to share their best camping sites. That, plus RV news, your questions, and much more, coming up. Welcome, fellow travelers. It's time for another episode of the RV Podcast. Answering your questions, sharing tips, suggesting great trips and off-the-beaten-path adventures, and always staying on top of the RV lifestyle news you need to know about with great interviews and inside industry information. Here's your hosts, award-winning journalists Mike and Jennifer Wendland. Welcome to another episode of the RV Podcast. I'm Mike Wendland, and this is my lifelong traveling companion and my bride, Jennifer. Hello, my dear. Hello, my Michael. Where's well, our bow? Where's our dog? He's not uh, here. Our dog is, he'll be here. He hears us He's talking. MIA. When he hears us talking to a camera or a microphone, he figures it's his uh, job to come and make an make appearance. Sure, so, make sure we're okay. Yeah, uh, he'll, uh, he'll be here, I'm sure. And we're doing some traveling this week. We're going to be out the door before I know it. I hope I remember to pack everything we need. You have to pack everything. I uh, have to undo this whole studio that we're recording in because uh, while we are on the road for a month or so, we've got a contractor who is going to come in and redo the studio with some paint and some uh, some new uh, video-enhanced desks and equipment. And uh, we're going to have this place looking pretty spiffy by the time we come back. Fingers crossed, of course. <laughs> Where are we headed? Tell everybody briefly where we're going. Well, we're headed first to Nashville and uh, then on to Alabama and Florida. And uh, I'm going to pack my my boots. We're going to do a little boot scooting boogie in, maybe, in <laughs> Nashville. We'll see. Maybe. So it should be pretty fun. Hey, big uh, quick announcement. We want to uh, tell you about uh, the sweepstakes. You know, we do a sweepstakes, a free contest of giveaways twice a month. Each of them lasts two weeks. And we just announced... Uh, the uh, the latest sweepstakes, and we really have a great prize. Uh, here comes Bo. My dog <laughs> is in, uh, with us saying hello to us. Uh, you'll probably hear him panting in the background because he tends to lie down right behind us, and it gets warm in here. <laughs> he, he, doesn't, he doesn't like it so warm, but we've got a storm that's coming, so I think he's going to stick with us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, what we're giving away this time are two waggle pet monitors for your RV. Uh, you only need one, so we're giving the prize to two different people. One is their deluxe version. It's got a little LED readout uh, that shows you what the temperature and humidity is inside the RV. Uh, and the other one is the one that we have, the waggle that we have, uh, that is, uh, you know, just uh, shows you on the app that you get. Both of them work with the app. The app will um, send you a notice if the temperature exceeds a certain limit in the RV that you have set, preset. Uh, both of them work off the cell network. They're just terrific pieces of equipment that allow us to take our dog with us pretty much wherever we and go. And the Super Deluxe one, if you were to buy it, it would be two ninety nine. Two ninety nine. And the one that we have is one ninety nine. But tell everybody about the special deal. Oh yeah, get. yeah. So so we're anyway we're giving away one of the Deluxe two ninety nine and one of the one ninety nine. But uh, also on our sweepstakes page, you can go to their website. And while we're running the sweepstakes, they are offering 50% off the normal rates just to uh, our audience while we're running the sweepstakes. So uh, check it all out. Uh, they're both really, uh, really cool prizes. We can't wait. We'll announce them in about two weeks, the winners. 
And we can't encourage you enough. If you travel with a pet, be it a bird or a cat, dog, your pet, turtle, it's good mm -hmm. to have a monitor so you know how warm it is inside yeah. that RV when you leave. So these things work really good. It, it sends it all a little app on your uh, smartphone that you'll get, you know, if the, if the temperature goes a certain degree, you'll see. And you can also call it up on demand and see what the temperature is. So uh, two waggles, one the two ninety nine and one one ninety nine. That includes the cell service that you'll get, and uh, we'll be uh, announcing the winners in a couple of weeks. Uh, the address is rvlifestyle.com/sweepstakes. You can enter multiple times, and uh, there's no charge for any of that. You can, there's many different ways you can enter and get extra points, and uh, it, it will be a lot of fun. So. It's fun giving stuff away. It's a lot of fun giving stuff away. And I felt silly saying turtle, but have I ever told you about the woman I met at the dog park? Who had her? She's living with her mother, and her mother has two humongous tortoises in the backyard. I guess what you call them the big ones. Her dogs can't go out in the backyard because the she, turtles are so big. Those things are like three feet across. Yeah, so it sounds silly saying a pet turtle, but some people do have. Can you, can you have tortoises as pets? She does. She's got two of them. Wow. <laughs> and her yard isn't safe for her. And she has big dogs, a Siberian Husky, and I don't know quite what mix the other one is. We did a survey once of all of our uh, listeners on the podcast, and we found out that uh, uh, something like 70% traveled with the pet, and of those, about 75% were dogs. Cats were the next biggest. But do you remember uh, there are people who travel with pet snakes? And well, uh, wasn't there a... a was it a boa constrictor that got loose up at one of the Michigan parks? Yes. Everybody was worried about it in the cold. They never did find that boa constrictor. Uh, Somebody's pet Somebody's one of the pet. campgrounds. Yeah. So you never know who you're camping next to. We've seen people with birds. Well, a lot of birds. I yeah. can see birds. Yeah, people take birds a mm -hmm. lot. All right, so check out the sweepstakes, rvlifestyle.com slash sweepstakes. You uh, will get a chance to, uh, to win uh, that Waggle uh, pet monitor. A um, couple things that came in. We want to thank Phyllis for sending us something that we want to uh, show to those of you who are watching us on YouTube and to the rest of you. Uh, it's uh, something that we'll put a link to in the uh, show notes in the description uh, for this. And that is the 2021 Audubon Photography Awards. Now, the Audubon Society does a contest every year in which they award prizes. Thousands of people enter. And uh, we, we just... We're really enjoying this, those photos. Taking photos is one of the things almost every RVer does. And being a birder is a great hobby to have as an RVer as you travel around to document the different birds. So for inspiration, check out the uh, 2021 photography winners from the Ottoman Society. Yeah, I, I can't believe all the people that are birders. You know, they love to watch, go follow the birds' migrations and everything, so... Put the two things together, you can justify buying a new camera. Or maybe an RV camera. in the first place. There you go. <laughs> uh, our photo of the week is called Clear as Mud, and it was uh, posted by our friends at Harvest Host, and it is uh, along a community near uh, I-90, you know, the big east-west route that many of you take out west. And it's a sign of the I-90, uh, you know, emblem, that little interstate emblem, but it's a bit confusing. Yeah, the arrows go in three directions. It would seem like, <laughs> are you already on I-90 when you're looking at this sign? I don't know. It's got it going straight or left or right. Yeah. And you can imagine somebody sitting at a light looking at that saying, huh? 
Uh, so we'll uh, we'll post that photo. Uh, but that was uh, clear as mud, as they say. Uh, I got a kick out of that. Our friend uh, Andrew um, Laramore, who is one of our uh, from our Facebook supporters group, uh, posted a really great idea for those of you who travel back traveling with pets, and uh, it's uh, particularly when you're in a campground, uh, it's it's a pretty neat idea. Yeah, just a little tag that you put on the collar that says the site you're at and what days you're going to be at that site. I mean, you never know when a storm's going to come through or you know, fireworks, whatever, and your pet might become frightened or chase an animal and get lost. So it's an easy way to identify your pet. And the one uh, Andrew attached to his pet collar is just a little circular one. It's got a little ring on it already. You can buy them in bulk really inexpensively at any office supply store. Uh, and he obviously has a supply and in, in a, uh, you know, a, a deep uh, felt tip pen or a Sharpie, he writes down the site number and the dates that you're at that campground. And I suppose uh, it would not be bad to put your phone number on it either. But right. what a great idea. Yeah, yeah. That, I like that lavender co color, that collar. Oh, yeah, his uh, pet's collar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it's the tag that we want to talk about. Mm -hmm. So if your dog or your pet gets lost, you, you kind of know what to do. But it's a really good idea. And uh, the National Park Service has uh, put out a, a photograph on Instagram that was really neat. And it's, uh, it's actually taken at, um, at Carlsbad Caverns, which is a, a, a national park. And uh, it's, it's a story, it's a picture of a, of a kind of a amphitheater there where everybody shows up at night and uh, they get to stand uh, right in front of a, a Oh, cave. that's incredible. The seating, look by the mouth of that cave, and then when it gets to be dusk, the bats come yep. out to look for dinner. It kind of looks like the Colosseum, <laughs> these, this amphitheater that they've got carved out of stone. But you're right in front of the, the mouth of the big cave, and every night at sundown, thousands of bats, thousands and thousands of them pour out of there. It's a nightly show. I did not realize that was there. It's a great enough reason to go to Carlsbad uh, Caverns uh, National Park it Service. Is. Uh, How how fun. Yep. Uh, we love getting these photos. And as you guys collect them and post them and see them, uh, we would love you to, uh, to let us know. Uh, just send them to us at Mike and Jen at RVLifestyle.com. We'll put our name beneath us here uh, in uh, the uh, podcast show notes or in the description. So check that out. Send us those. Um, we have one more that we want to show. And this was posted by one of our uh, RV Lifestyle friends, Jennifer Fawcett. And we've been talking about parts shortage, and particularly as it relates to the RV industry. But these shortages, as you know, also with the automotive industry, the boating industry, but also the food industry. And Jennifer posted a photo that we're calling Smoke and Mirrors. <laughs> yeah. It's a curtain that's put up that shows, uh, like, canned goods things that you would buy, but that you'd expect to see on the shelves at a grocery store. But when you lift back the curtain, the shelves are bare. Yeah, it's a piece of, like, vinyl print. And uh, I think this one has, like, a bunch of soup tomatoes. cans and tomatoes. And when you take a look at the aisle itself, it looks like, oh, no, it's all soft. Until you walk up and you look and you realize they just, they just hung that down to, to cover up 
the fact that they don't have any inventory in those spaces. And that's really a good idea because if somebody went to a, a store and saw these empty shelves, they might hoard or else they might go to another store and not come back to that one because it has too many empty shelves. And another uh, uh, person that saw the picture that Jennifer posted said that uh, they uh, go to a Walmart in a pretty prosperous area, and they said it seems to be half-stocked these days there. Uh, and uh, they went to Office Depot, and they found no paper, no binder clips, no ink cartridges. Uh, many of the ink cartridges are empty in the printer's department. So uh, we point all this out just to show you that what we have been talking about all month long in the podcast about these shortages. I'm sure we're going to talk about them again in this program. Um, they're affecting every part of the of, of our Life. industry. Yeah, not just the RV industry. All right, that's the kind of stuff we have been up to. And when we come back, we will have uh, the RV news of the week. So stay with us. When we're asked what's the most important modification we made to our RV, it's an easy answer. Battleborne batteries. Battleborne batteries are quality, safe, reliable lithium batteries that allow us to stay out there off the grid longer. Lithium batteries charge faster, they charge fuller, they're longer lasting, they're maintenance free. And Battleborne batteries are protected by a 10 year guarantee. Now, in our case, they just dropped into the existing AGM batteries that we have. And they'll probably be the same on your rig, too. Battleborne battery experts can get those in your rig just like they did with ours. They can also match you up with the right cabling, the inverter, the charger, the solar controller, everything. Jennifer and I swear by our Battleborne batteries. They allow us to boondock off the grid. Check them out. Go to rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. Let's talk about protecting your RV from the elements. And the best way we know how to do that is with EmpireCovers.com, makers of quality covers for your RV that will protect them from rain, mud, pollen, and other elements that you have to waste your time cleaning or worse that can end up damaging your vehicle. Whether you own an RV, a travel trailer, or a camper, EmpireCovers.com is here to help you protect all your vehicles against Mother Nature. They offer high-quality, affordable covers that are engineered to protect every cover. Comes with a free warranty to guarantee it remains durable. The RV podcast listeners can receive free shipping plus an extra 15% off their entire order. Visit them at empirecovers.com slash RV lifestyle. Empirecovers.com slash RV lifestyle. Empirecovers.com. Protect what you love. Welcome back, everybody, and now for the RV News of the Week. And let's start off with the big news, the Hershey Yeah, show. the Hershey RV Show. We're just a little over a month away as this episode is uh, being released. Just around the corner. Just around the corner. September 15th to the 19th is the public show dates for the Hershey RV Show. And why this is so important is that it's the first truly national, big regional show uh, in a long time. Because last year there was no show because of COVID. So we are greatly anticipating, can't wait for the Hershey show. Now, that said, uh, it builds itself as the largest RV show in the country. And uh, there's always a little rivalry between Hershey and Tampa, which happens in Florida in January. 
so which one is really the biggest? I don't know. Well, they're saying they're going to have a thousand RVs there. They said that two years ago, uh, and that's what they normally have is a thousand RVs. But uh, I don't know because uh, a number of regular manufacturers and dealers that we know about uh, that are normally there every year have already announced that they're not going to be uh, uh, participating, that they're skipping this year's event. Well, I know that Coach House, Leisure Travel Van, and Camping World don't plan on being there. Anybody else? Uh, there's probably a number of other ones, but those are the ones that uh, uh, th that were on our radar. Um, Camping World, of course, usually has like several blocks of that that giant center outdoor exhibit area tied up with all of their stuff, and they're not going to be there. However, their chief rival, General RV, is going to be there. So, uh, but Camping World is not participating this year. They're going to do something online. They said the week before. Mm -hmm. Leisure, Leisure Travel Vans. Um, our friends at Leisure uh, had planned on going, but they're not going. Well, they've got there are shortages and they're backlogged, and so I think they want to be producing for their people who have already placed orders. Yeah, I think that's a very honorable choice that they made. Is that instead of trying to sell more, building units that you're going to just put on display, that you're going to build the units that people have bought, and I show I think that's a that's a really smart move on their behalf, and. Um, that, that just shows integrity, you know. And don't worry that nobody's going to be there because Tiffin's going to be there, Grand Design, Newmar. There's going to be Lance. There can be a lot of people there. And there's other alternatives, like Coach House had an ad that they took out, um, I saw online the other day, or just an email they sent to people, uh, and it said, uh, we're not going to be in Hershey this year, but here's the deal. If you want to come visit us and you buy an RV, we'll give you $1,500 towards coming down to see us. Wow. But you got to buy an RV. Oh. <laughs> hey, I'll go down to Florida for 15 dollars <laughs> Got to buy an RV. Hmm. But, you know, they're all trying to cope with these shortages that are out there. Uh, so that's that's the kind of the one development of Hershey. But there's a lot of people going. And they should go because Thor is going to be there, Winnebago, Forest River. The big guys are going to be there. Uh, Jayco. 32 different manufacturers uh, are already committed and say they will be exhibiting. Uh, Road Trek will be there. Pleasure Way will be there. Uh, those are Canadian Class B makers. Uh, they, they're going to be, I think, represented by Fretz RV. Our friend Steve Fretz, who has a big East Coast dealership there based in Pennsylvania. Uh, but there'll be a lot of other RVs. So 32 manufacturers in all are displaying. Sounds good to me. I, I'm looking forward to it. And then there's a lot of dealers because most of the manufacturers set up their display, but the dealers who sell those brands from the area uh, are, are the ones showing, and there are 43 different dealers that are listed on the, uh, on the website for the uh, Hershey RV show that will be there. And don't forget about the parts and accessories. That's always fun to go there and look and see what's new with that. How many, 154 booths they're going to have? Something like that. That's all inside, which everybody wants to go to that because it's air conditioned <laughs> in there, you know. It's kind of like a big amphitheater. It's a theater, you know, uh, and like an amphitheater, but it's all the way around. And in the on the bottom are all these booths. And they're out in the concourse of the Giant Center. And uh, would you say 154? 154. So usually there's something that tempts you. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, that's coming, and there will be a lot. We will be there for most of the week of the Hershey Show, and we are looking forward to meeting many of you. We're going to try and set up a couple of prearranged times and places 
where we can do a informal little meet and greet. So we'll let you know about that, where we'll be a little closer to uh, the actual event. But mm -hmm. we always like Hershey. It's a lot of fun. So uh, that's where, where we're heading. All right, so that's the big story. Hershey coming up, a return of in-person in stuff now. The question we've been getting a lot is, is it still on? Because there's talk about this Delta variant with COVID, and it's still on. You know, now, you know how it goes in these crazy times. Anything could change, but it's still on. We're planning to be there, and uh, we look forward to meeting many of you. And our next story is about smoke. Smoke and, and these forest fires. Wildfires. It's it's like the same thing. I think it was ninety fires last week when we did the episode uh, before this. This week we are told there's a hundred and seven large, uh, active wildfires, and by large, um, they mean something over one thousand acres. So a hundred and seven fires over a thousand acres are burning as we're reporting this. Uh, and uh, it's across 15 states, most of them in the West. California, Oregon continuing to be the hardest hit, and the smoke is bad. Smoke coming all across the country. The largest fire, second largest recorded, is the Dixie Fire in California. That's been going on for several weeks now. Uh, second largest in California's history, and of course California yeah. is where all the big ones are. Smoke is so bad from that fire and then the stuff coming down from Oregon that it was all flowing into Colorado, and Colorado issued this smoke advisory over the weekend for almost the entire state. It was so bad that they urged elderly people and those who had breathing issues, respiratory problems, to stay inside with the windows closed and for everybody to avoid prolonged time outdoors. That's in Colorado in the summertime. That Must shows be the you. mountains kind of uh, capturing that smoke. Yeah, I don't know. Throughout the West, there are lots of parks, uh, campgrounds closed, and uh, a huge list of uh, roads and highways that have been closed. They, it changes almost hourly, so we can't even begin to, to, to list all the closures. But our point is, if you're traveling out that way, you really need to tap in and find local information. You need to get contact the local authorities with weather local stations and find out what the what's going on there because you're driving along and uh now you don't have changes to, you don't have to phone them or anything but before you take off during the day uh you look at where you're going and just do a search you know news for whatever city that's in and it'll list you know the tv stations and the newspaper and then just scan them so you can see what the conditions are and you can do a search on Google for major fires near me, and it will also return a couple of websites that you can find. And there's no sign of a let-up for the next couple of weeks. This is going to continue to be something that you need to monitor. It's been a, just a horrible it summer has. out there. Horrible summer. We uh, took Bo to the dog park uh, this morning, just before we started to record this podcast, and we could see the haze even in Michigan from, the, from those fires. All right. Uh, the story number three, the big story, happened uh, this week, and that was the reopening of the U.S.-Canadian border for U.S. citizens who want to go into Canada for non-essential things like RVing. And we're happy that it's open, but we are not reciprocating. No. The U.S., our borders close for Canadians until August 21st unless they decide to extend it longer. 
because I, of this Delta. Yeah, they, this COVID Delta variant is just, you know, who knows what's going to happen. But the Canadian border opened. Uh, I looked at uh, one of the Detroit newspapers, and at midnight, uh, five minutes to midnight, they had cars lined up. Wow. And they interviewed some of the people, and some of them were folks who owned uh, resort properties or a cottage, a summer cottage uh, in the Lake Country of Ontario. And they hadn't been to their place in uh, almost two years, and they couldn't wait to get back. And uh, some families were having reunited, uh, be, being reunited after not being able to see each other for 17 months. 17 months is an incredible amount of time yeah. not to be able to see loved ones or check on property that you own. So it works, but there's some restrictions that you need to know about. Uh, first, you have to go to the Canadian Immigration website and uh, fill out some forms. You have to be in their systems. You uh, need to have proof of vaccination, mm -hmm. and they'll tell you exactly what you have to have. And here's the hard thing. You, you, that's not enough. You have to have proof of a negative COVID test that was taken within 72 hours of uh, the time you planned to cross. And the other thing is you have to present a quarantine plan just in case. Yeah, they're going to say, well, if, if you should come down with it or exposed to it, what's your quarantine plan? I would suppose if you're in your RV, you say, well, we're going to just stay hunkered down in the RV. So the good news is borders open one way for Americans going into Canada with the proper documentation. And uh, August 21st, the earliest that Canadians will be allowed to come into America. But progress being made, right? Unless things change. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Story number four has to do with gas prices. Gas prices. So uh, the uh, national average is 319 here in the States right now. And that's the most expensive gas price average of the year. as Well, it's like a dollar and two cents more than a year ago. It's a nickel more than a month ago and two cents more than a week ago. Uh, pump prices have been really weird across the country. Some states, like Michigan, saw as much as a nine cent raise in the average for a, a, a gallon of fuel. Uh, others seven cents uh, decreases and it's partially attributed to the u.s seeing uh, this big increase in demand as people are trying to get in their vacations at the last minute before school hopefully uh, starts with in-person classes and then the annual seasonal decrease in supply because more people are traveling but we have the list of where the biggest fluctuations were so we'll be happy to share the nation's top 10 largest changes and do we want to read it or not? Yeah, read, read it okay. all. Let's tell them all. Michigan is up nine cents a gallon. Colorado up seven cents. Delaware minus seven cents. Ohio up six cents. Florida up six. Kentucky up four cents. Indiana down four cents. South Dakota up three cents. Nevada up three cents. And Maryland minus three cents. So that's the most expensive. Now the least expensive states, uh, Mississippi. 279, uh, Louisiana, 282, Texas, 284, Alabama, 284, Missouri, 286, Arkansas, 287, South Carolina, 288, Oklahoma, 288, uh, Tennessee, 289, and Kansas, 292. Those are the cheapest states for fuel around the area. All right, we'll be back with your questions after this break.
When we're on a road trip, we always seem to find a way to stop at a Camping World Center. There are over 225 Camping World locations across the country, and there's always one close by when we need parts and accessories for our RV or just want to shop. In fact, uh, we have so much fun with uh, Camping World, and as we talk about it as one of our sponsors, they have agreed to offer a 10% discount if you use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10 when you buy $99 or more in merchandise. You'll find everything you want from outdoor furniture and appliances, the ones you see us use in our videos and that we talk about here in the podcast. RV extras that include everything from camping chairs to fire pits, electrical accessories, must-have gas. Just check them all out. And again, don't forget, use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10 when you visit CampingWorld.com. If you've visited an RV park lately, surely, besides all the RVs, you've seen these e-bikes. Jennifer and I are proud e-bike owners, and the e-bike that we chose are Rad Power Bikes. America's number one e-bike brand offering direct-to-consumer pricing on powerful premium electric bikes. Jen and I love our Rad Power Bikes. We use them to go around the campground, to explore the area we're in. I have the city bike version. Hers is the step-through model. And those are just two of a whole bunch of different models offered by Rad Power Bikes. All of them can reach 20 miles an hour with zero pedaling. But of course, you can also pedal. And you've got five different levels of pedal assist to make the going just a little bit easier and fun. You can go between 20 to 40 miles on a single charge. Now, here's the deal. You can save $75 off if you use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE at checkout. Plus, of course, free shipping. Welcome back, everybody. And now it's time to answer your questions. And the first question came to us from Paul. And Paul sent us an email and he said, I have spotted an RV that I like. And the MSRP is around $165,000. See, Airstream Interstate 19, 19 square foot or 19 foot long interstate on the Spinner chassis. He says, I also know the dealer's invoice, didn't say how he knows that, but I know the dealer's invoice is around 127000 and that the dealer then has about a $40,000 profit to play with. Before I start the negotiation, can I hear your opinion? How much profit I should let the dealer make to be reasonable and likely be accepted by them from this $160,000 MSRP RV so I can build a more realistic bottom line for myself? Many thanks, Paul. Paul, we have bad news for you. I don't think you're going to get anything off. You're going to get very little off. Uh, It is a seller's market, Paul. I mean, uh, we've heard of used RVs going for 10 and 20% more than they were bought new a year or two ago. So uh, your dealer probably has one or two of those in, and that's all they have. Uh, so I'm assuming you have one that's in, in stock. You said you spotted it. So uh, that means it's you, it might even be gone by the time I answer this question. You sent me this this morning, but... It, there's that much demand, even for that expensive of a vehicle. So, uh, you know, I don't know what, what's a reasonable amount that a dealer would expect. Um, I would think they're going to do and hold out for the, because they know that if you lowball them, somebody else is going to pay 160 k It's like houses. Houses are up in incredible value. So I don't think you're in a very strong position to do any bargaining. Now, 
That said, give it a try. And if you do buy it, please share with me what you ended up getting it for. Because all of our, our, our people watching this podcast, listening to this podcast, they'd like to know that too. But, you know, I guess uh, I think you're going to pay at least 150 for it and maybe more. Now, uh, you might get a, a break, but uh, I would be very surprised. Wouldn't you? Right, yeah. The way things are right now? If I really wanted it, it'd probably offer from 170. <laughs> it might be that way. I don't know. Uh, if you've bought an RV, uh, to our whole audience, if you've bought an RV recently, uh, a new one that you've taken possession of and you bought it off a lot, share with me how much, were you able to get any kind of a break at all? Uh, we'd love to get some of those answers and we can then share them with our audience uh, who, like Paul, is hoping to do a little bargaining. So share us your experience in real, real term money. You, you know, I won't use your name if, so you don't see that. Maybe just a first name or something. But uh, share what you bought, what they were asking, and, and whether there was any negotiation. And we're, I'm looking primarily at new ones. I think. So um, good luck to that, Paul. I, I, I will be very interested to see how that comes up. You can uh, get us at Mike and Jen at RVLifestyle.com. So send us that there. All right, our next question. Um, came to us on our Ask Us Anything live show. And we do this every night, Ask Us Every Sunday night. Every Sunday night, night at 7 p.m. Eastern East, time. And, and we answer your questions live. It's fun. It, it is really fun. It's like a big campfire, only it's done virtually. Uh, so we, we get, I don't know how many questions we answer. We, it's an hour-long show, and we answer a, nonstop questions throughout the whole show from people all over in real time. And uh, every now and then we, we like to show uh, once a week or so uh, one of the questions that we got. And here's one about uh, that came in from somebody who uh, is about, uh, they're retired, their wife is about to retire, and uh, they want to go full-time in an RV. So let's listen to this question. This is from Fat Daddy 45 <laughs> I am retired. My wife will be soon. What would you say if I said I want to move into an RV full-time? I would say, what does your wife say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I'd say, have you ever spent any serious time in an RV? And when I mean serious time, I mean not 20 years ago or 15 years ago or uh, on a weekend. Uh, it is a huge step. I don't know how to say. We see people all the time who get caught up on the excitement and the and the romance of it because this is so much fun. But there's also a cost, and there are a lot of things that that uh, you want to really weigh the cost of it. So don't don't go full time, sell everything until you're sure that this is the lifestyle. And how I think, I think it should take you a year to know that this is for sure. Now, now if his wife is really excited and he's really excited. Try it first. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how many times have we heard the stories about husband and wives? They're going to go try it, and then they're living in this little thing. And they, <laughs> I don't want to spend all my time with you. And, uh, just give it a try. I think my advice would be hang on to your house until you're sure that you want to do this. Yeah. Give it yeah. a couple months. Now, uh, again, he didn't indicate how many... Uh, how, how how experienced they were with the RV lifestyle. Maybe they've been doing this for 25 years and have been planning this all along. But we have seen a lot of people make impulsive decisions about this, selling the house, family, moving away, only to find out after a year or so that this isn't the lifestyle they want. If that's the case, worst case scenario is, you know, you, you've tried something, you can check it off and say that didn't work out, and you'll be able to sell your RV probably pretty close to what you paid for it. 
But um, why not be sure first and just, as we said, go, go slow, right? Mm -hmm. And you can always buy another house if you don't, if you don't like it. Yeah. All right. Those are our questions of the week. And again, we'd love to get your questions. We would love to get your questions on video. Uh, you can send it to us by email like that. But if you have a smartphone, everybody has a smartphone, just take a selfie, hold it like so in, in, uh, in landscape view. And just do a selfie question. Hey, Mike and Jen, here's my question. And then just email it to us, and then we can share your question uh, in video form on our podcast and audio and hear your voice. So uh, please do that. Just uh, send it to us either by email uh, or a video by email at mikeandjen at rvlifestyle.com. All right, when we come back. It is uh, the interview of the week in which we um, talk to a whole bunch of different RVers about their most favorite but least known camping sites. It's going to be known after that. That's true. And you're now looking at one of the most amazing solutions we've found for helping find great campsites. Just like Google Street View, but for campgrounds. We can now go and virtually tour campgrounds across the country thanks to campgroundviews.com. They are directly integrated with recreation.gov and allow you to pick your dates and click on and pick sites that are available. You can then reserve your site directly from recreation.gov with confidence that the site is just what you want it to be. It's a game changer for all of us campers seeking great camping sites. I've been finding amazing camping sites all across the country using this tool and it's live right now for members to use. Go to campgroundviews.com, get access to the solution, and watch and experience as they bring hundreds more of these locations online for us to tour. This is revolutionary technology at your fingertips right now. Go to campgroundviews.com, check out the brand new campground virtual tours, and finally, look where you're going. Tired of overcrowded campgrounds? Competing for reservations? Paying high fees for sites? Well, ownership is an emerging trend in RVing that might be right for you. Jennifer and I visited the Landings, a lakefront community just west of Nashville, Tennessee, that offers incredible lakefront RV properties up to 70 times the size of typical RV lots with frontage on the biggest lake in Tennessee. We loved it. The scenery is breathtaking, and you own it outright. Not a timeshare. Your property, your way. You can have your own private dock. You can landscape, garden. They're pet-friendly. It's gated and secure with high-speed internet. There's even free RV and boat storage. A wonderful place to make your home base. No more calling around for reservations. It's ready whenever you want. Dockable lakefronts starting at only $59,900. There's financing and big discounts on multi-lot packages. For information, visit rvlakes.com. That's rvlakes.com. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's time for the interview of the week, and uh, this was a, a, is a real fun one. It's something that we recorded a while back while we were at Glacier National Park. We talked to a number of different RVers there, and we asked them to share with us their favorite camping sites that are in places that most people haven't heard about. And uh, uh, we think you'll find a few that are, uh, that are pretty intriguing that you're going to want to visit as well. One of the favorite places, uh, especially if you like beach camping, 
we camped with when our children were younger. We had a little pop-up camper. We camped on Ocracoke Island in the Outer Banks. You take a ferry to Hatteras, or from, from Hatteras, Hatteras to yeah. Ocracoke. It's the only way you can get there is by ferry. Most of the island is National Seashore, just beautiful, and then a little village there. Beautiful place. What did you like most about it? Oh gosh, I don't know. The solitude. It, yeah, it was very it, quiet. It was. It was quiet. You're just camping. You walk over the dune. You're right on the ocean. And then you can, it's a little bit of a, it's about a mile to town. And there's coffee shops, little, little bookstore, restaurants, mm -hmm. just hometown feeling. Um, there's a lot of history involved. And it's just a really relaxing place to be. Supposedly, it's one of the places where Blackbeard would hide out. So. And what do you guys camp in now? We've got a little 16-foot Airstream Bambi. We've had it for about three years now. We love it. Uh, we like the national. We love the national parks. We love the national park campgrounds, the quiet, the, the nice people we we meet. Hi, my name is Jim Blair, and I travel in a 2016 Road Trek 210. And one of our most favorite spots that we discovered by accident is in southern New Mexico about 15 miles north of Interstate 10 over by Deming. It's actually a New Mexico State Park called City of Rocks, which is an interesting name which caught our attention. And as you drive off Interstate 10 and go north towards City of Rocks, all of a sudden you come over a rise and there are these boulders the size of houses. And it's massive set of boulders. And there are campsites in amongst the boulders where you get to boondock. And it's out in the middle of nowhere, so at night the stars come out, they're awesome, you get to see the Milky Way, and you're parked in this spot that is just absolutely magical. There are some great hikes out of there, up to a Table Mountain, it's about a three-hour hike. There is some places to bike ride, if you can take a mountain bike and go mountain biking around here. It is the south of New Mexico, so it's New Mexico kind of desert. But out of nowhere are these massive rocks, and there must be maybe a hundred of these massive rocks and they've built roads in between them and camping spots and picnic tables and it's in the middle of nowhere and it is absolutely stunningly beautiful and peaceful and quiet. Most of it is boondocking. They do have a few electrical sites set off on the side that are more have facilities. There's a great visitor center down there and we just go down there whenever we get a chance to get away because it is absolutely beautiful. My, my name is Gary, this is Carol, and uh, we've got a, a sprinter conversion made by Gulfstream, who no longer does that. And one of the um, unique places we traveled in our rig was um, from Carson City, Nevada, across Highway 50 um, to the east, and it's called the Loneliest Highway in America, and it's... Um, unique and we had, we enjoyed it. How is it unique? Well, it's a little small mining towns that you go through on a two-lane highway, not a major, you know, mega highway. And they have a they have a passport system. You pick it up either with if you're going east or west, and then each little mining town you go through stamps your passport and then they give you a certificate of completion. It was fun the loneliest highway in America because it's uh, goes through untraveled it's not very well traveled it's uh, there were some hot springs along there and some you know there was 
we didn't have to worry about a crowd anywhere. <laughs> right, hot springs, um, state park camping, um, forest, what was that, national forest through there, so it was... Oh yeah, we went through the um, Great Basin uh, National Forest, which was... National Park there. National Park there, that was uh, How long should somebody allot to do that drive and to explore that area? Uh, you know, we were traveling from uh, Carson City back to Colorado, and so but we usually only go uh, three or four hours a day. Right, so, so I'd say three or four days. Yeah. Take your time, enjoy each little community that you go through. The loneliest highway in America. Yes, it is. <laughs> highway 50 in Nevada. Hi, I'm Dinah Davis from Sisters, Oregon. Uh, we did a wonderful trip. Uh, where we stopped at Hot Springs every night for five nights running. We stopped first in Southeast Oregon at Summer Lake Hot Springs. Uh, this is about, mm, I'm going to say, an hour, hour and a half southeast of Bend, Oregon. Next, we uh, stopped at Surprise Valley Hot Springs, which is not an RV park. It is a motel, but each motel room has its own spring-fed hot tub, which is a really nice break. Then we found ourselves at Sierra Hot Springs near the town of Sierra in North California. And we worked our way further on down the Sierras on the eastern side, staying at Grover's Hot Springs, which is a state park, and a beautiful big campground, very inexpensive, and a big bathhouse with a huge heated swimming pool and then the warmer hot springs available. Next and final stop at the hot springs was at Keogh Hot Springs, which was a commercial place. But they have a lovely campground and a very um, nostalgic bathhouse. I think it was probably built in the 30s. So you can be out of the wind and enjoying not only their very hot pool, but an, again, another full-size swimming pool. So this is a great way to enjoy the amazing scenery along 395, US 395, and have a fabulous, relaxing hot spring every night on the trip. I'm Debbie Cook. I'm John Fisher. And we're from Huntington Beach, California. Uh, we are driving a uh, 2018 Pleasure Way Ascent uh, that we love. Our, one of our favorite places to camp has turned out to be a place that's locally called The Pads. It's right outside of Death Valley when you're coming in from the Pahrump side of Death Valley. And it's just before you get to the park. If you look off to the left, there are these flat concrete pads that used to be the concrete slabs for mobile homes that the miners used, one of the local mining companies there. And uh, it's perfectly flat. You just drive right up on top of the pads. No leveling, no nothing. But it's quiet, it's peaceful, it's gorgeous. It's Obviously, dark. it's very hot in the summer. And it's, yeah, it can be very dark. It's a great place to see dark sky. It's really quiet. It's really dark. It's, it, at night when you want to sleep, and we go to bed early, it's <laughs> glorious. Very much so. And we love Death Valley. And just being so close to Death Valley, not having to stay in the campgrounds there that can be crowded. Um, Everybody yeah. runs their generator till midnight. <laughs> right. So yeah. it's just a great spot. And you might, you might find a few people camped out there, but everybody spaces out. And there's probably, I think we counted like 50 pads so you have a a lot of space. what was it originally for it was um it was so they had ryan wasn't it no they had a, there's still mining going on in death valley and at this at one point they had mobile homes where the miners were housed 
and uh, that's uh, and when they moved the mobile homes then uh, the pads were left and actually we explored a little bit around there and if you walk down a few I don't know, 100 yards or so, you'll see the old septic system and there's an old warehouse and, and things like, like that. Yeah. yeah, where they had dumped some of the mattresses and things like that. And do they do they charge you to, to say that? No, it's free. It's free. a it's totally free. You Google the pads and you'll see it in an aerial shot from the at, at map and just just, just lays itself yeah. out and you're going. And it's the it's the eastern approach to Death Valley coming in from Las Vegas through Pahrump um, and it's on that road. I just have to go to Pahrump just to say I was in Pahrump. <laughs> well, that was fun. Yeah. And uh, when we come back, we've got a hidden campground gem from our friend Mark Kep. This is a campground that is uh, just outstanding that most people have never heard about. And uh, thanks to uh, campgroundviews.com and this interactive 360 video that they have, you can actually check it out and find out if it's available to book. But Mark, uh, Mark will show us that when we come back right after this. Have you had it with overbooked, overcrowded campgrounds? Then check out Harvest Hosts, where RVers can overnight for free at more than 2,400 wineries, farms, microbreweries, golf courses, and attractions. Harvest Host is a membership service for those with self-contained RVs looking for unique, beautiful, and peaceful overnight camping experiences across North America. When you become a member of Harvest Host, you can camp for free at all these places. Jennifer and I are Harvest Host members, and we've made so many great memories at Harvest Host locations. There's no charge for camping, and your Harvest Host membership fee is easily made up with just a couple of stays. Plus, you have awesome places to stay. If you use our special affiliate link of rvlifestyle.com slash hh, you'll automatically get 15% off the cost of your membership. That's 15% off, but you must use the special link, rvlifestyle.com slash hh. All RVers need specialized emergency transportation coverage to cover air and ground ambulances, return to home services, and vehicle return. You only have a 68% chance that those services will be completely covered by your major medical. The sad reality is that a lot of people believe they have that coverage, but it turns out most carriers that claim to cover air ambulances only cover you for a hospital-to-hospital -hospital transfer and offer no coverage to get you to the initial hospital in the first place. The truth is 68% of air ambulances are hospital-to-hospital. -hospital. Here's a map of all the places in the U.S., that getting to the hospital in the golden hour is not possible without an air ambulance. And with an average cost of $52,481 for an air ambulance, why would you take the risk? Go to peaceofmindforrvs.com today and take a look at the true emergency transportation coverage they offer that covers it all. The coverage can save your life and your life savings. Check it out, peaceofmindforrvs.com. Jennifer and I are members, and we urge you to consider it, too. Peace of mind for RVs.com. Welcome back, everybody. And now it's time for the Hidden Campground Gem. And this week, Mark is going to take us to an awesome lakeshore campground in Washington State. Here's our friend, Mark Kemp from CampgroundViews.com. Mike and Jen, thank you. Good to see you again. How are you all doing? So today, before we go into the hidden gem, I want you to close your eyes real fast. And I want you to imagine a spot that's located in a remote mountain range. It's surrounded by mountains that are covered with majestic trees. 
it has a lake right next to it. And that lake has crystal clear waters. It's stocked with fish, and there's a boat ramp where you can put your, your fishing boat in or your kayak in and go catch some of those fish. This location is unknown by most people, and in fact, it's not even well-traveled because most people don't even know it exists. Now I'd like you to open your eyes, and we're going to take a look at our hidden gem of the week. And this hidden gem is special not only because of all that other stuff I just mentioned, but also because it represents our 400th campground virtual tour. And the location is called Bonaparte Lake Campground. This campground is situated in a forested setting. It's a United States Forest Service campground. So if you have the recreation passes that offer you discounts, they work here. The campground itself, being a Forest Service campground, also has reasonably sized campsites. They're not massive, so I don't know if you'd really want to bring a giant RV in here, but good-sized RVs can fit relatively easily into this campground. This campground, as I noticed at Bonaparte Lake, and I'll pull up this, uh, this search results so you can see some of the views of this lake. A stunning location for camping, hiking, fishing, off-roading, remote, unique location. Very, very beautiful spot. The fall colors would be amazing here. And just one of those hidden gems. Just what I want to bring you. Bonaparte Lake Campground, located, I won't even pronounce the name because the reality is there's no, it's it's in the middle of nowhere. There, there we'll, we'll zoom in a little bit. You can kind of get an idea of where it's at just by looking at this map. It's, uh, you know, west of the Columbia River east of the Cascade Mountains, right in the central part of the state, all the way tucked up near the Canadian border, Bonaparte Lake Campground. We'll put a link in the description below, allow you to go check out this campground for yourself. Mike and Jen, that is our hidden gem of the week, and it's a special one, so go check it out. So, you know, the downside of that is everybody's going to book that this weekend. That <laughs> is an absolutely fantastic site, so... Uh, uh, I'm amazed at what that software that Mark has on his uh, campgroundviews.com, what it can do. If you want a, a link to that specific site that he just showed us in Washington State, just go to campgroundviews.com slash RVL6 for RV Lifestyle 6. Campgroundviews.com slash RVL6, and you can see that campground. All right, winding down. Are you ready to go off the beaten path? I sure am. I, uh, Tom and Patty Burkett usually do this segment every week, but this time their daughter said she had a trip that she wanted to share with everybody. So off the beaten path with the Burkett daughter. <laughs> Hi, I'm Anna. And I'm Chris. And I'm Tom and Patty's daughter. Chris and I took a 10-day trip to the Tetons this summer. But today we wanted to share our best day on the road. On Highway 80 between Davenport and Iowa City, if you keep an eye on the exit signage, you can easily make your way to the world's largest truck stop. This isn't quite off the beaten path, so I expect some of you have been here. If you have, you know. Chris and I had fun exploring and shaking off our morning sleepiness by wandering around. We grabbed some coffee and it was back on the road. Our day's drive would only take us as far as Ogallala, Nebraska, but there was still plenty to see. We kept chugging along and had our eyes set on a stop for lunch. Tom had recommended a few stops for us along the route and one happened to land right around noon, the Holy Family Shrine in Gretna, Nebraska between Omaha and Lincoln. We didn't know what to expect as we turned off the highway onto a local and then a gravel road. What we found was a stunning chapel built into the Nebraska Bluffs. The glass and wood structure is built to mimic wheat waving in the wind. 
Keep your eyes peeled because the state tourism office advertises many of their local points of interest on billboards along the freeway. We were sidetracked by one such billboard and made a quick stop in Gothenburg to see an original Pony Express station and to read about the history of the town settled by Swedish immigrants. With so many great stops, our day was flying to a close and we were down the road to the final stop we had planned, the Golden Spike Tower at the Union Pacific Rail Yard. In North Platte, Nebraska, you can visit an observation tower that lets you look down on the largest rail yard in the U.S. The ground level of the tower has a small museum and there are interpretive signs on the two observation levels. Around dinner time, we made it to our final destination, Ogallala. Ogallala was the northernmost point of the Texas cattle drive and retains much of its Old West charm. If you're familiar with Wild West history, you may have heard the phrase Boot Hill. It refers to a cemetery where cowboys and passers-through were buried in a hurry, often with their boots still on. Thus, the name was born. In Ogallala, where the cattle drovers would come and go, spending most of their time in local pubs and brothels, Boot Hill saw a lot of business. Today, Ogallala's Boot Hill is just a recreation all of the bodies were exhumed and moved back to a local cemetery years ago, but it seems like a site of great local pride. If you're ever in Nebraska, maybe you'll make some of these stops for yourself. With a little bit of research, some good recommendations, a keen eye, and some luck, we had a great day off the beaten path. Looks like Tom and Patty Burkett don't have to worry about uh, finding a replacement. Uh, that was a great report. It was. It was. And with that, we are done with episode 357 of the RV Podcast. We're available, of course, on all your favorite podcast apps, on the RVLifestyle.com website. We hope you check that every day because there's new content every day. Uh, we'll be back next week someplace from the road. We'll be doing the podcast from the road. Uh, meantime, thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you for the email and all the calls and the encouragement that you send us. Uh, we feel uh, very blessed that you spent some time with us today. Happy trails.